el mes de la batería Superstart en O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recibe hasta 25 dólares en una tarjeta de regalo después del reembolso al comprar una batería seleccionada Superstart. Podemos probar tu batería gratis y si necesitas una nueva, te ayudamos a encontrar la batería correcta. Superstart, solo en O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 The only blue tick I need is a vote for a conservative candidate. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Non-Censored. Hello and welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that picks out the highlights of my very popular radio show. I'm as always joined by producer Martin. Uh, it was it was great, wasn't it, this week, producer Martin? What did you think? Oh yes, absolutely. A lot to talk about both online and offline. Uh, I think I think we cover all stops in this one. One stop shop podcast. <laughs> yeah, we know we really did. We really did. I mean, we, there was a few things that we couldn't fit into the podcast. Um, I mean, sadly, we we did have a, a wokey protester from Just Stop Oil, but I think he got caught in traffic, didn't he, Martin? He never made yes. it here. Yeah, it was a sort of a sad uh, irony there. Although, I mean, hopefully they'll be quite happy about that, I suppose, in a way. We also had an interview with David Williams. Um, I, I really want to apologise to our listeners of the radio show for that. It wasn't supposed to be aired. And um, on behalf of David, I'd like to apologise to all the people um, that he talked about. Well, um, I, d I don't think you need to apologise to... Every I mean, he probably needs to apologise to some people, but that's... I mean, as some people, it was it was... It was quite a few, wasn't it? It's was quite quite well, a large. Yeah, I mean, we're not large. responsible. I mean, it was also almost like a shopping more. list, wasn't it? I I thought, I thought, no, no, David, we don't need to, we don't need to hear all of this. But um, he he just carried on. Uh, but you know, um, the, the listeners, I we we can all accept that it, it was all uh, just locker room banter. So oh there yes, we go. yeah, it, yeah, it'll probably probably end up in uh, his next best-selling children's book. So <laughs> look oh, forward to that. Oh, lovely! Oh, lovely! What a lovely man. Anyway, first this week we spoke to leader of the opposition, Keir Starmer. First time on the show for him, wasn't it, Martin? Oh, absolutely. And uh, he was doing his best to make sure that uh, I think everyone felt quite at home. So, Keir Starmer, first time on the show. Hello. Yes, hello. Let's start. In, in PMQs this week, you said that Rishi Sunak was too weak to stand up to a pathetic bully. Yes. Strong words. To clarify for the listeners, the pathetic bully is Gavin Williamson. Gavin Williamson. Yes. Said yes. some awful things, truly awful things. That speech was going to be longer. Uh, I listed a lot of things Rishi Sunak was too weak to do, and mm. I was going to go on to, to provide more. I could give you some of those now. Yes, we'd love to hear that. I've put here, too weak to pick up a heavy dog. Wow. He strikes me as the kind of person who's too weak to pick up a heavy dog. You know, one of those... Uh, and, and then in brackets underneath, I put too weak to pick up a light dog. Oh, Question my goodness. Mark. I wasn't sure whether to go That's... that far. <laughs> very, this is very, a double sting, isn't it? It's very harsh, though. I mean, it sounds like you're the one bullying, to be honest with you, with this sort of language. I, I don't agree with that. I think there's a difference between bullying and saying things that are true. I've put here, too weak to swing a sack of oranges round and round his head. I think that's true. No, to be fair, I do think that is true. I don't think Rishi Have would be able to do Have you seen him do that. it? No, I've never seen him no. do it. No. But I, I could do it. Could, could you do, do it that? every day. 
Yeah, I can't do it now. I haven't, I haven't got one with me. No. I could come back on next week and swing a sack of oranges around, lift up a, I don't know, border collie. A border um, collie? Get on, check our voters. diary and see if we... I, I, think, I think it wouldn't lose voters. Perfect. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll come back. Anything that gets people uh, voting Labour and moving away from this terrible Conservative government. But, Kit, can we... Bullies, can we... Weak bullies. And that's the worst thing you want. If you're going to be a bully, then at least be strong about it. You're not really one to talk, are you? Because you loved Jeremy Corbyn. Who? Jeremy Cor- you loved Jeremy Corbyn. You can't accuse them of poor judgment with Gavin Williamson when you supported Jeremy Corbyn. I don't know who you're talking about. I've never heard of that man in my life. I you think ruined what you've the country. No, I think you've had a dream. I think maybe you what? had a dream there. I would never dream about Jeremy Corbyn. It, it would, it would just, it would just wouldn't happen. There is no MP for Islington North. Right, Islington North doesn't exist. Let's move on now. Earlier in okay. the week, you said that there would be fewer migrant nurses. So, can you promise? I mean, can you explore on that? Are you promising to be tough on immigration, like we need that we need people to be, like Rishi and best lawyer in the world, Suella Braverman, are being so? No, I never said there'd be fewer immigrant nurses. Mm-hmm. I said there should be more nurses that are not immigrants, which I think is different. Right. Isn't it? Uh, is it? Well, we want more. We definitely want more nurses. Yes, we want more nurses. And as for where they come from, let's say Britain. Right. Well, that's a, that, I think that's OK. I think that appeals to a wide... Oh, I, we could all agree we love we love nurses. Yes, yes, we do love. We nurses. do love yeah, nurses. Yes. We love the NHS. We love the yep. nurses. So more more of those. I've got to say, it's it sounds like you're really focusing on um, trying to secure the vote from the uh, so called floating voters. I myself happen to be a, a part of that demographic. What? Oh, what are you? I mean, he's very floating. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, I didn't know there was one I here. Oh my god. Oh my God! Uh, okay, okay. Um, what? You, what? You're, you're undecided. You're undecided. Well, oh, you know, shit. I have. It's undecided no, it's, about it. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, oh, I didn't know there was going to be one here. No, it's I all right. To, I no, need to take a mint. mint. You don't need a mint. Uh, it's a it's a remote hello. podcast. So lovely to lovely to meet you. Yeah, um, Your hair is looking great. Bye. Uh, that's very kind. Are you? Is this wooing? Are you wooing me? Is you wooing no. Martin? What's your What's your PayPal? What are your PayPal details? Are you going to send me money? No. No, I'm not. I mean, I can. Sit, I just secure. think you're doing just a please. fantastic job on this podcast. And I, for one, would, would I... like to tip you. It's not a bribe. Oh. It's a tip. Sorry. Uh, well, are you trying to bribe producer Martin uh, no. live on air? I just think he does a wonderful job. Right. You're not oh, a floating. I mean, I, but that, I don't believe that statement. Uh, that statement to me sounds like playing politics. No one would actually say that with a straight face. Never played politics in my life. Lost the rules. <laughs> I lost the, lost the, the counters <laughs> from the box. Was that a, a joke? Yes. Yes. You, okay. Right. I think it's good. I mean, the, the more the more you the more you try them, the more like jokes they will become. Should so. I have said dice? I lost the dice. Okay. No, well, I, I think we piece. have enough What's of that. that? Yes. Okay, let's let's let's, let's move on to that. Now, climate protesters. Can we oh, can yes. we talk about these guys because they're throwing paint over artwork 
They're stopping people from going to school, to work, to hospitals. Are you going to prosecute them? Yes. Yes, of course. You are? Yes, simple as that. I'm a prosecutor. That's my job. I'm a prosecutor. Because I'm not sure that's the line you've always taken, Sakir. No, not always, but it is the one I've decided I'm doing at the moment. Tomorrow I may feel differently. But at the moment, lock them up. I say... Chop off their heads. Wow. And I don't think you're old. Oh, I, can I just say... Can you, cut, can you cut the bit where I said chop off their heads? Well, I, I mean, I'm producer Martin's in I charge don't. of the edits. OK. It seems quite newsworthy, though. Yes, this could get us quite a lot of um, traction thing. if you said cut off cut off the protesters' heads. We do have to keep that into account. I didn't say that. I said, I said those words separately and you edited them together. Because I think people would get very upset with what you've just said. And in fact, your old friend, Jeremy Corbyn, I mean, he would be shocked, wouldn't he? Don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, Jeremy Corbyn. in my life. Former former head of Labour. Not a clue. You seem to have gone mad again. You seem to have gone back into your delusion. All right, Kit, let me ask you this. How are you going to bring down interest rates? Um... Interest rates, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. That's right. Um, I, I believe, let me just check uh, check my notes. Um, yes, I believe that I haven't yet been briefed on that. Uh, okay. I, don't have a, I don't have a line uh, on that. So, uh, so what can I can tell us, you is that some there will kind be of, a, You know, brief overview? Yes, there will be a response. There will be a response. When, when will that response be now? Two no. minutes? In the future. In the future. In the future. There will be a response on that point. It will be a a very strong, clear plan to bring down interest rates in a way that is uh, that 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 makes everybody um, happy. Wonderful. Sakir, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, everybody is talking about the World Cup, aren't they, Martin? Everybody. Absolutely, it's the beautiful game. It's, <laughs> and it's the, just around the corner. Yes, it's very close. And and then we'll just hear more and more about that um, little game. On the show, we had Ian Five Ankles. Um, you'll all know him for his wonderful show, The Sports Horn Breakfast Show. And he, he talked us through all things World Cup and some of the controversies surrounding Qatar. Ian Five Ankles, you're going to the World Cup. Yeah, super excited to be going to Qatar and watching all those professional footballers run about in that uh, desert heat. Yeah, kick a ball around, yada, yada, yada. Everyone knows how football works. Um, but I did want well, to talk... Do they? It's, it's an art form, but yeah, carry on. Is, is, it, is it an art form? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay, right. Well, anyone who's a fan of you will know that you tweeted quite a lot about... Qatar and the, the human rights abuses and things like that, but you are you are now going to work for them. So, what's, yes. what's the well, turn about? Well, I mean, there, I, I don't want to quibble over numbers, but um, it turns out that the Guardian were wrong to say that six and a half thousand people had died. Actually, the number is closer to um, thirty six. If you uh, listen to the Qataris, who I think they should know because they're there. Uh, but to answer your question, I think. Brazil, as the top-ranked team, stand the best chance of winning. Uh, I wouldn't be beyond putting money on France, and I think Poland are a good outside bet. Right, but going back to Qatar, so you say that there's been some uh, quibbling about numbers of exactly how many people have bit, yeah. have died. Yes, yeah. 
to the tune of a, a, a thousand times. Um, there's a big difference between six and a half thousand and thirty-five. I mean, thirty-five people probably die working in a bank in England, don't they? I mean, right. You, 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 if you if you trip up at your desk and you bang your head on the corner of the desk, what's to say that's not going to kill you? Or you could that's you well, could like choke like, on a, a coin. Is Absolutely, yeah. And where do the Qataris live? They live in Qatar. Where do these deaths occur? Qatar. I've just got to say that uh, a lot of these um, these figures actually came from the embassies of the countries of the people that died over there. The, uh, the Indian embassy reported uh, around nine hundred deaths in the uh, in the run up to the uh, to the World Cup. Is that? I mean, you know, is that going to be a problem? Should that be a problem for the people being involved? What I would say is I am a football man. Has the person who issued those statistics ever played the game? If they haven't, then why are they commenting on football? Right. I mean, you, you get your Graham Sunesses, you, your Roy Keens of this world. They've played the game. They can say what they like about football. They've earned it. I played the game. I was LDV Vans Trophy Most Improved Player for three years running in the late 90s. Oh, I mean, wow. that speaks for itself. That qualifies me to talk about football. Would you, right. would you, could you at least then tell us that perhaps um, is the beautiful game less beautiful when um, 6,500 people die in order for it to be played look i the the beautiful game has been dragged through the mud or they have tried to drag it through the mud and it still remains beautiful football brings people together it it is a cause for celebration um i mean in this particular world cup not not if you're gay that's that's maybe we can get onto that but it brings people together and if a few bits of human rights have to be glossed over, if some people died, is that enough to stop the rest of the world enjoying a bloody good tournament? No, I, I no, I okay, no, Ian, you know, like, I see what you're saying here. You're saying when you have the art form of people kicking around their little ball, you need to make some sacrifices, and that sometimes is deaths or human rights or the right to completely change your opinion when you're getting getting paid. Well, no, you raised a good point with. there, Harriet. I, th- mm. I think that's that's. Thank you for raising that because yeah. I yeah I, I I did point the finger. I stood up. I was counted, and then when the Qataris offered me a chance to work from their tournament from inside Qatar. I, of course, I took their money. Of course, I did. I mean, these yes. figures are eye-watering that they're offering me. That gives me a chance to highlight these injustices from inside, doesn't it? What better place to shout about throwing stones than, than inside the greenhouse? I can throw those stones now and hopefully break some windows. So would you advocate this to other people when they're there sort of angry about something or they're attacking something that really the best way to attack that institution is to accept their money and work for them? Yes, but right. also no. Right, right. If that I mean, makes sense. Yes. It is quite interesting, I suppose, if we had some Just Stop Oil um, activists actually become senior executives at Shell or BP, that would, I mean, it would make an impact. 
or indeed if they became um you know very famous um renaissance artists uh, and then, or Martin, yeah, we could I get mean, we could get one of we could get one of those little wokey one of those little wokey um, children to, to come and work here. Get one as your runner Ooh, to bring yeah, what, what, down yeah. this behemoth. Of, well, I suppose that is. Uh, so really, you could you could uh, everyone has a has a price. Uh, would we say Ian? What I would right. say about Just Stop Oil is. Um, I like a good cause every now and again, but they are scum. They have. Hmm. Uh, disrupted my journey to to my recording studio on my daily breakfast show, which is incidentally the third most talked about sports radio breakfast show in in Southeast Kent. Uh, of course, th- yeah. So, th- th- yeah, everyone loves a good cause. I'm all for saving the planet, but they are scum. Just, just let people drive their cars. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I is mean, that- people who mm-hmm. care about sort of the rights of women. Um, you know, LGBTQ community, uh, migrant workers, uh, can, democracy. Can I mean, just say to, to the LGBTQ plus, I, yes. I I love a bit of flamboyance as much yeah. as the next person, but you've got to respect their laws when you're there. Try take take how gay you may or may not be in the UK, okay, and and at least half it if you're over there. Ian, still, Ian, sorry, is try this being heterosexual? Try just. Just ha- treat it as an adventure. Just right. pretend to be heterosexual for like like a spy undercover, and it'll be fun. I um I agree with that. Um, I just I'm a bit confused though. Is this you throwing stones from within? Is it? Yes. I I yes. I've I've sort of lost track of the analogy that I um I see this as me being outside throwing them in, but then perhaps bouncing off the windows. I don't right. know what I'm doing with these stones. I'm, I'm going to put the no. stones down. Um, Ian, no, Ian okay. quick question no. for you. Um, no. Obviously, we all like to think that it's coming home. Um, the question that I have is the it in that equation, homophobia and fascism. What do you think? Well, I, I will say that if Gareth Southgate insists on playing three at the back with with Walker as a kind of confused, am I a right back, am I a centre back? I think that's going to lead to problems. I think we need to stick to four at the back and then maybe experiment in midfield is what I would say to that. And then, you know, if football comes home, are we really going to still keep blathering on about human rights abuses and homophobia this, homophobia that? We've just won the World Cup. Just celebrate it. Lay your hair down. Well, also, then you could probably go back into blathering about the human rights that you were blathering about before you accepted the job. Well, I have signed a, a, a five-year deal. so Okay, I'm, right. I'm so no, no talking about human rights uh, yet. Hall. Thank you so much, Ian. I, too, it's hope that me. football is um, coming Back home. 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 home, yes. And I hope all the little football fans have a lovely time in Qatar and please don't be too gay and wear some sunscreen. Okay. Thank you for having me. So we were joined, as always, by Ishan Akbar, who, as you all know, uh, is our senior North American correspondent. Absolutely. Very interesting chat. Always has been, always will be. Um, I, I think that's always been his specialism, hasn't it? And you were very keen for him to take that American job, weren't you, Martin? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I just thought maybe getting out of the country um, and being away from our country uh, would be uh, good for him. You know, enjoyable. Get out. Little holiday, isn't it? (laughs) Meet some new people. Yes, indeed.
So we are joined by our senior North American expert, Ishan Akbar. Ishan, welcome back to the show. Well, howdy, Harriet. How are you doing? What? Oh, sorry. I've just wow. spent a lot of time with a lot of Republicans. I'm just, you know, I get influenced very easily. Hey, I'm walking over here. You know, I I suppose you you are an and you are an expert. Yes. About that's quite good. Now. Thank you. It's the way I kind of learn about thought... what's happening. I by infiltrate by by in, integrating and infiltrating the the groups. Okay, well well done to that. Now we're, we're speaking to you, Ishan, because it's the midterm elections, and of yes. course we needed to speak to an expert, and you are yes. an expert on this. I am. So talk us through what's going on. Okay, so we'll give you a bit of background as to what happens in the US midterm elections. These votes are held every two years and they fall in the middle of the president's four-year term of office. And the elections are for Congress, which is made up of two parts, the House of Representatives and the Senate. Now, Congress, they make nationwide laws and the House decides which laws are voted on, while the Senate can block or approve them. Each right. state has two senators who sit for six-year terms, representatives serve for two years, and represent smaller districts. And all the seats in the House of Representatives are up for election, alongside one-third of the Senate. Simple, huh? But how does that compare to, say, France or Germany? Well, I, I'm not in France or Germany. If you want me to find out about that, you say... To send me there, don't you? Well, you know, our budget can only extend so far, Ishan. So, Ishan, I do have a question about all this. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot hanging on the results of the midterms. Um, what does it say about uh, the next presidential election? Are we seeing indicators as to whether they're going to go red rather than blue? Whether uh, Joe Biden's going to get another? Well, a lot of people have been surprised by the results because ahead of the election, people were thinking, you know, the economy is in dire straits. Joe Biden is always asleep. I think it's high time that the Republicans come in and add a bit of semblance of normality to the situation. But Yes, they're very people, normal. Exactly. And the analysts mm. have said, well, hold on a minute. It turns out <laughs> American people might not be so happy about the abortion laws in the US. So there seems to be this move away from all the what analysts thought were the big issues, the economy, Biden being awake, perhaps aren't as important as... The right to choose. Oh, so now it's gone down to sort of sort of women's issues, which... Oh, yeah, you know, people like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez just no. moaning and whinging, and eventually everyone was like, do you know well, what, maybe if we vote for her, people will just stop moaning and whinging, for goodness sake. Such a headache. Stop the moaning and whinging. Let's talk about the big issues, not, you know, I don't know, threats to life or... Or whatever things like abortion brings. But Ishan, they have their own set of culture wars, don't they, in America? It's slightly different to ours. They are also dealing with the woke left, but a more radical, earnest woke left. It's a whole different beast. And this is, correct me if I'm wrong, because you are, of course, the expert this is creeping into this election quite heavily. Yeah, quite heavily. I mean, America is a newer country. They don't have any buildings famously more than 75 years old uh, in the in the United States. Wow. Because it's is that a new country. True. And so they're dealing with the issues that Britain dealt with, you know, say 600 years ago, 
right? Yes, they're like Abortion, a little small child. Whether or not you can kill black people indiscriminately, you know, you can't. Where, I, I do. I that's. I do. I do want to yes, make that clear to our, you know, our the listeners. kind of issues that Britain faced up to six hundred or so years ago. This new country, America, over there, are dealing with with now. So those culture wars they're having might seem a bit. <laughs> foreign to you and I. Ishan, is this why they keep having such old men leading them? Because they are quite an infantile country and they need older, wiser men to sort of show them the way. Well, what's happened is because they're such a new country, they still got these old laws from, you know, when it used to be a British colony. In America, you're not actually allowed to stand for office until you are 67 years old. Right. Because, I mean, that because, sounds because back then, like it, whoever survived sure sixty-seven obviously had more wisdom and strength. You know, yes, most yes, people of died course. by the age of thirty. Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're sort really of like the elders of the camp, the wise yes, elders. Like, yeah, one American is equivalent to two old people. I see. I see. I'm not sure. I'm aw- these maths just don't necessarily add up so we're looking for the strongest old man no, but producer martin though you're not man, the, yeah. you're not the, the expert here i mean sorry to, to butt in but i i wouldn't let's not question ishan too much because he 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 is our so, north american because expert because britain here's the thing for, for british listeners mm. because britain's so far ahead of the u.s you know we're in a position where we can have a young brown man as our leader Whereas America is still 600 years behind us, so they have to have an old white man as its leader. Um, Britain, of course, tried with having women as leaders and we all didn't know work we can't do it our little it brains we do we work. don't we can't do just it just stop doing it oh, yes i know stop. i know stop it women no no and stick to hosting podcasts too. Thank you. And a few years ago, America flirted with the idea with Hillary Clinton, but it turns out they use emails too much and it just can't. No. And she was so bossy, wasn't she? Oh, goodness. I'm not sure we should use that word. It's cute what America are doing out there. You know, we need to look upon them as, you know, the younger sibling. They're still immature. They're still growing. They're still learning, going through the things that we went through as teenagers. Yes. Yes. Making all the mistakes that you did when you were a teenager out there having... Oh, bless them. And it's good because it's not like they can really do any harm. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, they're fairly harmless, you know. I mean, it's cute having midterms, isn't it? It's like, what, we're back at school, remember? Yes, oh, completely. (laughs) What, these mock exams? Yes, oh, dear. (laughs) Let's just get it, let's just forward to the bit where Trump comes back. That's what we're all waiting for. That's, yeah, we all know what's going to happen. An old orange man. Uh, the wonderful. old orange man. That's very yes. good, Harriet. Oh, you're very oh, funny. Well, you know, I, I do have my moments. Ishan, if I could just ask you one final question as well. I, I mean, what do you think this will mean for um, for the Twitter accounts? Well, really, all these it elections are are a bit of a distraction from where the real power lies. Because I don't know if you know... Right. Elon Musk, he has um, the letters US in his name because he is the leader. I don't and know. He's acting like... to realise this. No. Because He's of him, actually... there is now currently four Harriet Langley Swindons swimming around on Twitter, causing havoc. And they've all got their little Langley blue ticks. That is four too many. That's Harriet too many. Too many Harriet Langley Swindons. Well. <laughs> 
I four, four certainly too three too many, but yeah, no, you might be might be right there. Definitely four too many. Four. Surprisingly, there's still three, zero three producer Martins with a blue tick. There's no one's. No one's. There's only to, one. Ishan um, Akbar. Now, our special guest this week was British geneticist and science popularizer Adam Rutherford. Uh, we had a good old chin wag, and um, I think I won. I think I won, didn't I, Martin? Well, you know what? A lot of people think that you don't have to win a conversation to have an enjoyable one, but um, yes, sure. It was sure. It, this one I won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you absolutely won. I mean, what yeah, did he yeah. have apart from, you know, facts? Oh, God. I mean, God, they keep wheeling those out, don't they? No, not going to win. Sorry, sorry. Take your facts away and try another day. Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live? Who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the show. Nice to see you, Harriet. Thank you. Nice to see you. Now, currently we have COP27 going on. So we really wanted to speak to someone who is a sort of a media scientist, really, a science popularizer, as I think you're known. Someone who is scienty, but also good to speaking to the people for the people. So thank you for coming on. I mean, I'm I myself am an expert on on uh, opinions, so hopefully we can we can meet in the middle. Mm. But let's talk about climate change. You must know a bit about it, being a scientist. Isn't this just a lot of fuss about nothing? I mean, isn't this just the weather? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not an expert on climate change, but I have written about it. And That's okay, about we it don't like them. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm a relative expert. I mean, I, I've spent a lot of time around scientists and climate scientists. So as far as expertise goes, I think I I know a little bit. Right. And, and I think it's, it's fair to say that climate change is probably the greatest threat facing humankind no, at I, any point in its history. I think that's the, the woke left, actually, Adam. <laughs> There's a funny sort of overlap between... Mm left-leaning or liberal policies and actual reality. And science is quite good at sort of highlighting those those sort of similarities. The Venn diagram of what climate change scientists says is based on evidence and what, as you frame it, the woke left yes. want to do about climate change. Is, those two things are quite well aligned. Are you suggesting that science is woke? Uh, no, I'm suggesting that woke is often quite sciencey. So, um, right. you know, climate change is very real and is a very real threat to our way of life and our, our continued existence. And 
the people who are most interested in attempting to address this existential threat to humankind are often left of centre. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, uh, Adam, this is producer Martin here. I just want to say I'm uh, a big fan. I am a fan of experts. I think there is room for them. <laughs> it's an unpopular opinion here sometimes. Um, but um, I was I was reading that uh, you were an advisor on uh, on a certain film, World War Z. Is this <laughs> is this correct? Because I can see uh, I can see a correlation between the end times. You know, and and uh, what we're facing now, and uh, I, I think you know. Well, I was wanted to ask: Do you see any correlation? Uh, well, a film based on a sort of viral threat, humanity goes utterly insane and and begins to destroy the world. Oh, the, the, woke I, I mean, left. I, the woke left. The woke left. Zombies. Well, well. We, we, who is who's the woke left in World War Z? Is, is it, it the zombies? Yes. I think it's Brad Pitt. No. Right. No, is it Martin? It's not Brad Pitt. Come on. We've no. Well, wait, though. He is unemployed in that film and makes breakfast for his family and wears a scarf, so... Oh, that's horrible. Aha! That's very upsetting. So you might be right about that, yeah. I did advise on that film. For, I did two days drawing graphs on um, whiteboards in a lab setting and uh, my entire contribution was cut from the final film, so I, yeah, the wow. overall impact oh. on, on that was minimal by me but um yeah so, thank you for bringing that so really that's, world war z they'd, just... they'd had enough of experts as well <laughs> they really had. Yeah. and in fact i took the production designer around to a lab to show them what real labs were like and the director looked at the pictures of the lab and said yeah that looks rubbish let's just do it like this instead so so also had enough oh. of experts yeah yep. that yep. is disappointing you also like refugees i believe you're a scientist who likes refugees so let's talk about climate refugees. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember ever saying that I liked refugees. Well, Is that you, know, something you, do, that you do books about people from different places. It's quite a sort of pro. Oh, see, like you mean human evolution. I mean, yeah. The sort of move, the movement of people around the world for the last half a million years. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah. I mean, that's slightly different from the sort of modern conception of refugees. It's more that people have migrated around the planet from our birthplace, the origin of our species in Africa. That has, has been a sort of constant in human evolution has been the movement of people around the world. Sorry, no, we're, we're, no, sorry, we're sending them to Africa. Yeah, uh, I, yes, that is, appears to be the government's current policy. But I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is my, my, my timescale as an evolutionary biologist yeah. is, a, is a, a little bit longer. And so... Homo sapiens, our species, is an African species. So we, we evolved in Africa and then from Africa migrated throughout the no, rest, rest no, of the No, no, Adam, yeah. sorry. I, I know you're a scientist. Um, mm. For the listeners, uh, I did an air quote there. But, I mean, I have to sort of actually call uh, bullshit on that because, no, I recently did one of those little tests. Me and my husband, Jonathan, did it, and there was no African DNA there. I was 1% Norwegian. 12% Polish, and um, the rest was all Anglo-Saxon. And, yeah. and my husband, Jonathan, was from New Jersey, 100%. Uh, right, yeah. I mean, it's quite a lot to unpick in what you just said. Um, shall I start with the African? The concept of humankind being an African species is pretty pretty well established in the scientific literature we we, we are that. N well no no sure but yes we our species evolved in africa 
So mo- most of our evolution happened within the African continent. The oldest versions of Homo sapiens are from northern Africa and, and we've got many from eastern Africa. Sorry, are these facts or are these opinions? Because the, the two, I mean, they, they're, different. they're different sometimes, aren't they? They, they are. They're, they're, they're mostly different, right. in fact. But, but as a scientist, I'm really talking about actual bones, so fossils of people that exist in those places right, so rather it's, than... It's not my DNA that's from Africa, but my bones. Uh, no, your bones are from where, well, I, wherever you're... What? Yeah. Um, I think this no. might be a, a losing battle, Alan, or, or perhaps longer than we have uh, available. If we were to... Perhaps we should have a, mm. a regular science... Uh, section where we, you can just ex- explain things from from a sort of key stage one level, um, you know, each week. That could be something that we. Producer Martin, that's incredibly patronising. No, I mean for I don't everyone, know why you but have not to just sort for of you. Try and mansplain over the, uh, oh, no. the host. Actually, I wouldn't. It was at, just at all. Offering... I meant for me. I. Just, just enjoy science. To, I'm just trying to counteract Adam's rather suspect, supposedly scientific. Well, Evidence. So when it comes to the DNA testing, though, that's mm. quite interesting because I'm pretty sceptical about the utility of those sorts of ancestry tests. And so, for example, 1% Norwegian is probably nothing at all. It's just yeah. noise. But 12% Polish, yes. 12% is significant. That indicates that you've probably got a Polish ancestor within the last three generations. Oh, oh. Yes. Oh, that's not very So, so in, in many ways, that, that sort of reinforces my own version of human history, which includes the migration of people from different countries in recent and ancient history. Do you know who that Polish ancestor of yours was? No, I didn't know I had any. I mean, I don't know. We, we I think my mother had a cleaner. Uh, yeah, that's it's, uh, uh, that, it's unlikely to have been that person uh, un, uh, because it would be if it, if, mm-hmm. if it was if that Polish man were your cleaner, that would be your father. And it would be 50% rather than 12%. So no. it's more likely to be an... <laughs> no. Once again, I think these key stage ones, so just, or just like entry-level science, might be a fun thing for us all My father have. was a good Anglo-Saxon man. Well, so here's another thing. Mm. Anglo-Saxon isn't really a real type of... It isn't really yes. a real population. Sorry, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. They well, defeated not, the Vikings. He, yeah, no, see, that's not quite correct. So historians and both and now geneticists as well have established that there isn't really a group of people known as Anglo-Saxons. There were the Angles and there were the Saxes and there were hundreds of other tribal groups during the pre-Middle Ages that migrated into Britain from the continent and all around. And in fact, there was an entire population replacement of the British people from Spain that occurred about 4,000 years ago. But no, the Anglo-Saxons isn't really a thing. It's really a construction of the Victorians who were trying to promote ideas of white supremacy as they continued to attempt to dominate the globe. Oh, now, white supremacy. Uh, obviously not mm. a fan, don't think it's very good. But your, your new book, you talk about the dark history and troubling presence of eugenics it's called Control. Is it out now? People can order it? They can, yes, it is out now, yeah. So obviously the Nazis, they were a fan of eugenics. Now, I'm not saying I'm not... But you say the dark history and troubling present. I mean, mm. what's 
it's there's, there's no problem with it now, is there? What's, I mean, what's that about? Well, the legacy of eugenics continues to live on with us today, but particularly in America where enforced sterilization still occurs in, in immigration detention centers as recently as last uh, oh, year. Oh, no, sorry, here we're talking about the immigrants again. I just it, yes, yeah. it is a theme of the history of science, unfortunately. But you know who was one of the biggest advocates for eugenics in British history in the United Kingdom was um, Winston Churchill. So he, no. he campaigned no. a uh, lot, no. Adam. No, for sterilisation no. of the feeble-minded. Yeah. No, you can't say that about Winston Churchill. We won't have any anything against Winston Churchill on this show, I'm afraid. Okay, he saved yeah. our country. He won the war, and there's a statue of him. And a lot of people abuse that statue, and. I'm starting to wonder whether you might be one of them. No, no, no. Just I'm just interested in the facts. And um, yes, he, he was uh, pretty racist throughout the no, entirety of his, no, of his life. Yeah, no, yeah. No, mm, mm. no. I don't like those kind of facts. I think they're unhelpful, and they colour our, our great country and our great legacy. And it's frankly un-British. Sure, sure. Uh, so what, what about in 1954 when he said, I hate people with slit eyes and pigtails. I don't like the look of them or the smell of them. Mm, well, That I, doesn't sound I, good, does it? I think that's... Um, he was probably making a little joke, wasn't he? Making a little joke? Like mm, Boris Johnson. I, he made I, some I, funny jokes in his time, didn't he? Mm. I, okay, what about when he said that I, I don't admit, for instance, that a great wrong has been done to the Red Indians of America or the black people of Australia? I just don't know why you hate our country. It does sound <laughs> a little bit... I tell you what, Adam, these are some very good points, but if, if you were to take on the... Um, the early learning science section on the show, I'll probably have to give you a cheat sheet with some trigger words and areas to avoid. Sure. I think, I think this is, it could still go ahead, but... Um, One of the things, that- Harriet, that we like to teach at university, so I'm a lecturer at a university What, um, what university in is that? University College London, UCL. One of the things we try to encourage our students to do is to be able to process complex ideas and recognise that people can have opinions that appear to conflict. So, for example, that Churchill was uh, largely responsible for the British... No, um, no. (laughs) And was also a racist at the same time. No, no, no. I would have thought that would be of interest to your readers or listeners. No, no, they don't want... They're not interested in that. No, 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 they don't want to hear that. Right. Yep. So it's just they just want to feel good about British history. Don't we all want to feel good about British history? Um. No. Yeah. No. I th- uh, yes. <laughs> no, yes, history is the answer, Adam. History is about British history. Yeah. What about all the bad things that we did? Sorry. What? Things like the, how the British treated um, the Indians under the Raj. I mean, it's quite a lot of bad things that happened there. Like indentured slavery and sorry, things like that. Sorry, have you not seen the nice film where Judy Dench is the queen and she's really nice to her Indian friend? Yes, yes, yes that's a yes. that is a fair point. Yes, no, I like the one where she goes to that hotel in India and and lots of nice brown boys serve them gin and tonics. I also and like that one. That's wonderful. Maybe do some science yeah. about that. Yeah, but see. I think in that scenario, though, you know, you're Judy Dench and I'm one of the nice brown boys bringing you gin and tonics. Oh, how wonderful. How lovely. Well, I mean, you're welcome to bring me a gin and tonic anytime you want. Have you had one already today? 
because it's, oh, I mean, it's two Adam, o'clock. I mean, not yet, not yet. Uh, pop over any time you want, bring gin tonic. And One bring you a gin and tonic. Well. Yes. Yes. Yep. And do I get to stay or do I bring you, it and then, no, and then you get, leave? you get to stay. And um, oh, that's, we'll, we'll talk about science, but the, the good kind. Right. Yeah. Right. Climate change, should we do climate? I mean, no, I is, is that, do that? No. 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 That's, that's one of those topics yeah, that's best to just like generally yeah, just stick clear of, it. I think. I mean, right. I sort of talked about it as a courtesy to you and because you know, COP20, whatever one we're on now, 23, 4, seven. 5, 7. Oh, I mean, when, you know, so many of them, isn't there? I just felt that we should really bring it up. Well, I think producer Martin booked you in because he was a fan of World War Z, but then turns out he didn't even... <laughs> Well, no, I'm I'm also a fan of COP COP 27. Um, Just a quick one for our listeners. Do you have to be familiar with COPs 1 through 26 in order to understand what's happening at COP 27, or can we just jump in there? I mean, I think maybe you're thinking about films too much and that there is a a narrative which the the one is dependent on the previous one. It's more a sort of continuous conversation about how governments should try and deal with the ongoing desecration of the the climate. So not as good as Fast and the Furious. Furious. Mm. Oh, well, we're on the same... Wavelength That's the there. only film that me and me and Marriott. Martin both like, isn't it? It's isn't it, the only thing Martin? that we can't have arguments no, during. No. So that's oh, it, yeah. it's, it's fun, fun for all the family. Those films. And who do you imagine is the um, Jason Statham character or the Vin Diesel in COP twenty seven? That's a very good question. It's a very good question. It's um, tricky, isn't it? Uh, Vin, Di- well, I, Vin I Diesel think... is a Trump. Oh Trump wow! Trump? Okay. I, I don't. I don't think he's invited these yeah. these days. Oh, I mean, Boris was there. I don't know who he'd. I mean, he's he's more of a. We're going to have to well, really what think about it. Oh, you know, so it's Rishi, Rishi Shunak wasn't going to go, and then he changed his mind, and decided to appear because it looked like the franchise was you know had a big boost. So yes. he's more like one of those actors who was in the early The Rock. He came back the because rock. it was it's yeah. yeah. He's Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, on that wonderful note, Rishi Sunak is the rock. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining us and sharing your little science theories. Thanks, Harriet. Well, that was the show. Um, please join us next week for some more non-censored. And um, they need to do things, don't they, Martin? They need to write a review. They need to write a subscribe. review. They need to press subscribe and they yes. need to give us five stars. Five stars, please. No less and no more because you can't. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Jos Norris, Mark Davidson, Ed Morish and special guest Adam Rutherford. Join us next week for some more Non-Censored. Non-Censored.